Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on your show. It's a pleasure, sir. Um, I start my show by asking um, a question that I've been asking for the past six to eight months. Um, I should have started earlier, but uh, all that to say, uh, it's a twofold question. The first is, where are you located on that planet, on this beautiful planet? And um, how has been going uh, the pandemic for you so far? I am in Southern California, taking care of my mother after my father passed away. Uh, as far as how am I doing during the pandemic, uh, it's been really rough, honestly. I've been locked away now, uh, taking care of my mom for almost two years and uh, had a number of businesses. A number of them got crushed during COVID. So it's been trying times and trying to launch all this new stuff. Then the book just came out and all this uh, trying to help the world and people become better people, but it's uh, it's definitely been a challenging time for sure. How much of you know, um, you know, like I, I've had like um, a lot of conversation about you know the rise of anxiety, um, like almost like to a point of you know like suicidal thoughts or that kind of shit. You know, like um, I've have you either gone through or lived or or seen or been witness of similar um you know like panic attacks or or almost like a um people's phobia or fear of crowd and all that kind of stuff you know like have you seen that or 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 have you know lived that yourself i've been fairly isolated i've talked to people over the phone and people do feel isolated uh certainly loneliness just because of my past, my, my history, I've been through a lot of that negative thinking, depression, suicidal thoughts, uh, starting when I, when, I, when I was a kid. So I have uh, figured out how to overcome some of these things. So I have coping, coping mechanisms in place that you know, help me deal with it. Can't say it hasn't been tough sometimes, but uh, sometimes makes you stronger, they say. so. And... Um... Yeah, you know, like th th this is something that's always in the back of my mind. That's why I, I I do ask the question. You know, like I've I've been asking the question for a while now. Um, and the reason is, you know, like it's kind of almost two things. You know, like the first is kind of my own mini survey around this. Um, and the other one is that you know, like I've I've. It's so funny. I was at lunch with uh, uh, a call an ex colleague of mine. Um, today and we were talking about this you know like we we both work in sales um we we both had um a lot of opportunities to travel locally sure but you know like also you know like do like the the sales kickoff or whatever and you know like travel down you know like down south or you know like in the u.s and um and we've been cut off of all of that and um i, I was actually telling him that um on 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 not many occasions because i well i don't go out much but you know like it's not it's not through shopping you know like with my son on on weekends it's not it's not in these occasions but it's it, when i'm i'm in the same place for a longer period of time i do get like it it's almost like the tingles you know like it's it's like um something in the back of my neck um has like the shadow of a sigh of relief when I get back in my car, knowing that I'm going back home. Um, so there's nothing of, you know, like the, there's, there's no anxiety involved, you know, like there's no panic involved. There's no, um, and he actually was saying, yeah, yeah. 
I, <laughs> his response was, I actually feel weird right now. <laughs> and I was like, it, exactly. You know, like it's not, it, you know, like I wouldn't say that I felt weird, but there is something, you know, like there's definitely a trauma you know, like uh, from the lighter side of it, which I think I'm, 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 I'm in, to much heavier for people that were predisposed on uh, anxiety, panic, uh, and so on. Sure. Um, and this is, you know, like this is, you know, like that, that kind of that little survey of mine is just, um, well, to reassure that I'm not crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think but, there's a lot of people out there that are feeling differently nowadays. You know, I. And again, we could get into my history a little bit as we go forward. But uh, at one point, I was hit by a car, and I was laid up for you know so many years, and I just couldn't go anywhere uh, comfortably, or you know just to get in a car was a nightmare. So when I did start going out again, I had such anxiety just being in a car, like I had PTSD because I was hit in 1999, couldn't walk and stand up much. Finally, got better about 2007. And I was hit again, so I was laid out to like 2010. And seriously, I had uh, just anxiety about going out. It wasn't so much being somewhere, but getting in a car and sitting in a car because I was hit from behind, uh, just sitting in a stoplight. Um, it it is this uh, relief factor when you make it home. And I've been hit by four cars and attacked by dogs, and so many fights and weird places and things happen to me that uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes when those things happen, and then you come home and your your place kind of glows. There's just ambiance this, this energy that you're just uh can see everything clearly and how appreciative you are and how grateful you are just to to be able to be home there's there's a feeling of almost like a nest you know like that you know like that you're protected there's um yeah it's subtle you know like it's it's almost like subtle to a point of not being real right you know like it's it, it is really really subtle like i said you know like that 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 shadow of a sigh of relief, you know, like there's just nothing that I could put my finger on saying, well, I feel like that. Or it, it was just like, like, a, like, a, like the shadow of a feeling. That's I, the best I way I can describe it. You know, like it's, it's, um, it's not, um, paralyzing. It's definitely not something that, you know, like I, I, I'm going to feed or fuel, you know, like it's, you know, like I, I, I'm actually quite the opposite. I'm like I want this to be um, gone. You know, like I, I don't want to be. I don't want to stay in, in. You know, like in or or go thir- further or deeper in that feeling. Like it's well. First of all, it's a well, you know, it's, feeling, and true. second of all, it's. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just about to say it goes against my job. You know, like it goes completely against. Um, my, my professional life, you know, like, so, so I, I work in sales, I should be meeting people, I should be sitting down and lunching and, and having a good time with the, you know, like with my customers. Um, and I have, you know, like, and right now, I don't think it's the right moment to do so, you know, like, especially with, you know, like, I don't know, like the 17th fucking <laughs> wave that we're going through. Um, but, you know, <laughs> but all that to say, you know, like that when, if ever it comes back to any normalcy, um, I hope, you know, like that, you know, like I'm going to chase and, and, and heal from, from those, you know, like I would say micro traumas as, as soon as possible. Um, yeah. I will. Yeah. I think people that haven't had these uh, major things happen to them for probably will recover faster when it does end, but it depends on how long it takes. You know what I mean? It's, uh, 
I don't know, if you looked back in history, we see like the measles and polio and, um, you know, the COVID is, you know, like the uh, Spanish flu in a way, in the sense that it just ravages people's lives and takes all the weak, stresses out your organs. So, you know, if it keeps mutating, <laughs> it's like, uh, will it attack healthy people to the point where everybody's laid out and we can never function? Or is it, we're going to have to deal with this? I think it's, as a society, obviously, we can't just lock ourselves away and um, we're going to shrivel up and all die. So we have to figure out a way how we can live. And that's where this whole idea between the, you know, anti-vaccination and the vaxxers is everything is so extreme and, and uh, exploitative right now that everybody wants to divide us and make some type of war out of it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what it is. And that mentality is fueled by us all being alone and isolated and uh, not always trusting what our media is telling us or sometimes our government's telling us. It seems like people are more into manipulating us than they're sharing the truth so we can make informed decisions. And everybody's just pissed off, I think, and frustrated with the whole thing. You know what I mean? So I think there's a, just a higher level of anxiety overall uh, in the world right now. But it's also for a purpose, right? It's all to get us to wake up and to focus to make these great changes in our world that need to happen. I mean, if you look before COVID, you know, doomsday was running down and people were still just watching TV and didn't really care. Now it seems like uh, more people are focused like we've never been before and are not okay with the big wrongnesses that we see in the world. You know, yeah. we all kind of want to fix them. So uh, that's why I'm here. You know, that's, that's a, a I'm whole curious. reason why I'm on your show and I'm doing any of this is because I found solutions to the world's greatest problems. I know that sounds weird, but I'm only here because I showed them to people and they're like, yeah, you need to do this. So here I am. Yeah. Um, let's, um, let, let, let's kind of go back to the regular programming of that show. And, um, I, I, I do ask the same question to all of my guests, which is, um, if I had to rewind back your life story and, and find the first chapter of that, that life story book, um, how far back would you bring me into, you know, like any events or stuff that you've witnessed sure. or you've gone through that would, you know, has put a dent and, uh, you know, made you who you are or, or you well, were at the very beginning, um, for me. where do you bring me back to? You're cutting out just so you know, on my end, a little okay, bit, go you're, ahead. you're cutting out. I missed a few words here and there. I think the people, like you said, it's re it's recording. Oh, I'm so people are listening. We're okay. I, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be careful. You know, like maybe it's not because I'm not as close as I should yeah, on my on my mic. So sorry about that. Um, okay. Well, everybody, when I tell this story, they always want me to start from the beginning because it, it all starts there. Because I was born with dyslexia, other learning disabilities, a lazy eye. The lazy eye meant they uh, I was seeing 2200 vision out of that eye. So they put a patch over my good eye to make me look out of that bad eye. Needless to say, <laughs> not being able to see, having uh, dyslexia and other learning disabilities. I couldn't read, write, do arithmetic. I couldn't catch a ball to save my life. Um, I was mocked every day, called stupid. Uh, even teachers got into it. I had a teacher in elementary school just laying into me in front of the whole class, telling me I was too stupid to learn anything. I should just leave. So this being bullied all the time and all of this negativity created a lot of negative thinking in my life. Um, especially when I was a kid, I did end up graduating from elementary school. I went into high school. I 
kind of came over my uh, fears, became a school leader, was on track, cross country, went to college, ran for uh, programming commissioner, won that, was on the crew, which is the rowing team. I uh, graduated with speech communications, theology, and philosophy. And I run, started a bunch of different companies. I've done just about every job you can imagine. I've traveled the world right after Japan, right after college. I got a job in Japan, lived there for years, traveled around the world. Um, like I said, started a lot of different companies. But, uh, you know, while all this was going on because of all these traumas I've been through, and again, I've been hit by cars m- multiple times where I couldn't stand up and walk for years. I, uh, been hit by dogs or attacked by dogs one time where I almost lost my leg more fights than most people can imagine. Um, so just a lot of trauma throughout my life. And this led me to, you know, as a kid into some spiritual experiences to really questioning why we're here and all these other, you know, deep questions. And I wanted answers to them. And uh, throughout my life, I've been on this mission to find it. And again, I've had some spiritual experiences kind of led me down a certain path, but it showed me solutions to how we can all become the best people we can be and we can fix our world took me 30 years of work and writing. And then in 2015, I kind of discovered the seven steps to the way. The book is called The Way. Um, and it's really a guidebook on how we can become the best people we can be. And just to tie this back with the theme of your show, um, this whole negative thinking, depression, and suicidal thinking. I have videos on how to overcome that, how to overcome depression. I mean, uh, addiction. I have a video on that. It's also in the book. As part of how we can become better people, because I I think that this whole aspect of humanity is part of the challenge of why we're here. You know, it's like how do we deal with all of these different challenges? And if you know the right way, the best practices on how to do different things, you can overcome them. You know, it's like here's how you walk. You know, here's how you talk better. Here's how you communicate better. Here's how you deal with your mind and your emotions and all of these issues. Uh, if we all knew how to do with it, uh, that we can all get through it in a much easier way. So that's why I'm here. I'm trying to uh, just get these solutions out in the world. I've been, you know, behind the eight ball and kind of crushed and, you know, don't have the super resources like uh, so many people do in the world. And I'm just trying to join with other people and figure out how we can share all this with everybody. So it makes sense. It does. Um, l- let's try to take it sure. one by one, or at least, you know, like, the, you know, maybe, We want to categorize them, but um, but but you're right. Like I, I I've started that that podcast quite humbly. Um, decided that you know like I, you know like I, I do have a full time job, so you know like there's there's no plan of monetizing that podcast. For example, you know like there's no plan. You know like I've I've I bought everything. I did you know like a lot of research to find the good equipment. Realized that, you know, like, I, you know, implementing video, for example, was too costly. And, you know, like, I, I didn't want to cheap out on having like bad video or bad audio because I wanted video. Um, so I decided to discard the video portion. But all that to say that um, the humble beginnings are, I think, are the best. You know, like, it's a, it's a journey. I started two and a half years ago and, you know, like, I'm, I'm, You know, like I'm, it fulfills me so much, and you know, like I've had a few testimonies of people reaching out or reaching to others, saying that you know, like that listening to that has helped. You know, like so, that's all I needed. You know, like that's all. You know, I didn't ask for much, but you know, like just having a few people saying thumbs up. You know, like continue that job. I mean, I'm good. You know, like I'm good to go for a while that's now. Good. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah, 
Um, so if if we if we do take um, a few of them, um, you sure. know, like one by one, what was your relation? What kind of kid were what you? What do you mean? First of all, like, well, oh. and then Travert, you know, like we're trying to, you know, like socially, I think I wanted uh, to you know, like social how, and, how you know, uh, I was very happy and extroverted, but it just became so crushing. You know, it's like I wake up. I remember, you know, it's like you wake up happy, you wake up wanting to go out there, and then it's like, you know, stupid kid, and you know, it's just all so negative. And then every day, you know, it just never stops. You know, thrown in trash cans, stripped down naked, you know, mocked in front of the whole school, just whatever. Boys are relentlessly mean. I mean, I don't even know what to say to you. Uh, so after a while, it just became like I wanted to exist in my mind. And because I was half blind and I literally was like looking through cotton, um, I would just like, I don't know how to describe it, like have detailed fantasies in my life. Like I, you remember the, the cartoon Kim or Kimba and uh, was it Casper the ghost? Casper the ghost was like my best friend because he, he was like the same as me. He was like this guy wanted or this kid that wanted to have friends and everybody was bullying him. So, uh, I, in my mind, would just kind of be there, but also be somewhere else, you know, to some degree. And that kind of hurt me, too, because then you're not listening to anybody around you. Um, so it took me a long time to kind of deal with that reality. And I started to see better as I got older because I was wearing the patch for years and years. Um, I was able to integrate a little better. And then they finally took the patch off. Not that my other eye is perfect, but I still don't have like. Uh, I don't see in 3D and all that kind of thing, but it's not turned in as much as it was. So for me, it was, okay, how do I deal with the world and not lose my soul? You know what I mean, Because as a kid, when you start down this path of negativity and people telling you you should just die and you realize you could kill yourself and um, you just don't want to be around anybody. You don't want to be in school for certainly. I remember making like I was super sick for so long, like weeks and weeks, just because I just couldn't handle going to school anymore. I was just mentally ill of being there. It was so nobody seemed to care. You know what I mean? It was like bullying. Even now, I have been on shows where people just dismiss it like, oh, it makes you stronger. Look how great you became. It's like, yeah, maybe somebody made it through. It doesn't mean I'm not scarred and I don't wish it didn't happen to me. And it's because the bullies need correcting, but we just think the bullies are okay for some reason. And uh, nobody takes the time to figure out how to help them to become better people. So the the kids that are bullied too, I mean, I was in this learning disabled group with handicapped kids and learning disabled kids. and It just mocked relentlessly. You know what I mean? Like just made fun of and games played on them and tricked and just horrible things. And you know, it's like every day you go to school and you're coming home crying. It just, I mean, you say, oh, that's okay. It's not okay. You know, to fix this in our society is, is how we can also help heal our, you know, adult society because these bullies grow up and they are owning businesses and treating people this way throughout their lives. And it's not okay. And again, I'm going to have videos on how to overcome that. That's in the third book. I'm going to be doing a video on how to overcome bullying. And it's really to realize, let me just say this about bullies. As I went through school, I was bullied relentlessly. And it's always the kids that are like a year or two older than you that do it. When I became in sixth grade, I was as big as the bullies. I'm a pretty big guy. I'm like 6'1 now, you know, 2 or 195. Um, you know, always been an athlete and I'm a bit of a scrapper. So in sixth grade, when they pulled this on me, when I came back, it was like two fights 
and it was done. Nobody messed with me. I, the second fight, all the bullies like literally paraded me around the schoolyard like I was some hero. And as I got to know these kids later, you know, as I went through the later years in school, um, their lives were horrible at home too. They were acting out in school, being bullies because they weren't being loved or uh, given, you know, right treatment emotionally and uh, mentally at home. So you know, it's like this vicious cycle of, you know, then if we just help the bullies learn how to become protectors instead of bullies and they can get a better satisfaction out of helping kids instead of hurting them and all the rest of it, uh, we could solve one of the greatest problems in our world, right? Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. So the, the, um, you know, like in terms of, you know, like the academic side of things, you know, like, I mean, the, the social, um, you know, like it was obviously challenging, but, you know, was the academia uh, going, you know, no, going it well? Was, it was so traumatic because they would only do the cookie cutter approach. You know what I mean? It was like either you fit in or you didn't, you know. So for me, then I had to go to this special like learning disabled group. And it was only in this special class and at home that I got uh, different ways of doing things. Instead of memorizing math tables, it was picturing a story, you know, like a, an eight is a snowman and whatever. You know what I mean? You go through these little these little picture games. And so it became a nightmare in school because it, it almost didn't matter sometimes, like how many times I learned how to spell a word or uh, do a math problem or a formula, it just wouldn't stick sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean, or when I wrote it down, it was just backwards. You know, an E was an R or whatever. It just, and it was so hard because there's so many scratches on the paper if you're writing something, and it just, you know what I mean, it just looks crazy. So, and then it's all backwards. Not only do I write the words wrong, but the whole sentence is messed up. You know what I mean? And then it's like you have to rewrite everything. So, like I said, so the whole thing was really, really difficult. I think I was able to pass. And again, when I say I had kind of some gifts, I think one, I can memorize patterns. I can see patterns in things and um, very easily in, in elementary school, uh, they give you the same standardized test, I think, every single year. And I started to remember that it was the same questions. And I remember the pattern on the Scantron test of what all the right answers were. And I remember in sixth grade, I took this test and it was like this snake pattern that went through those Scantron tests. And I remembered it from fifth grade because they'd show you all the right answers, you know, where you got wrong. So you could remember it next year. And I just did the Scantron test like that. And they're like, wow, you did so well on this test. And I was like laughing in my head because I probably read about half the, half the uh, questions. And I, just knew what the right answer was without even having to go through it um i don't know why i just told that story but if this is like i said for me it was uh it was always you know kids could study for an hour and it took me 10 <laughs> i mean it was it was just never ending in college i luckily got involved with what they call the learning disabled students and it had to do with people that have you know physical handicaps as well as mental and i went in there just because i had hurt myself really badly i'd i'd burned my hand and i uh i I twisted my ankle in this accident and I was in there and they were like, do you ever have problems with whatever? I'm like, yeah, I have through school. And anyway, they did all these tests and then I got note takers in class and I got book readers so I could listen to the books. And oh my God, that made the biggest difference in the world. I don't know that I would have graduated from college, honestly, because the reading load was so large and I could listen to books uh, super fast. 
And when I say that, I don't know if you know this, but the blind, I know a lot of blind friends I had when I was a kid, they can listen to something at you know, the handicapped people. They give you this book player that plays things at high speed. And it's literally like if you were playing a recording at high speed, and it was like a chipmunk. Was, they can understand and give you comprehension levels that are unbelievable. And I was able, I'm a audio uh, learner. So when I was able to start learning through listening to books, it just opened up a world for me. I've listened to thousands of books. I mean, more. I've listened to more books than most people have ever read or listened to in their entire life. It just becomes a part of my life. I carry around a book player at all times. Uh, and I have since I was very, very young. So, um, you know, what I want to say is you, I deal with these people a lot with people like write off kids like you're stupid. And what I want to say to you is, don't ever write off anybody. You do not know what this kid can turn out to be. If you treat them well, give them the right training and the right tools and help find their abilities and then help them grow those and compensate for the things they can't do well, they'll go much further in life. I mean, if I didn't have to cry every day when I was trying to learn things because people are calling me stupid or just because people are bullying me all the time, my life would have been so much better as a kid. You know, I mean, I was a happy kid. I was a, I was a, a kid that liked to get up and clean and, you know, do stuff. And I'm always ready to jump in. You know what I mean? And then that just kind of got crushed out of me because I got so depressed and I just didn't even want to awaken. When I woke up in the morning, it was like you, Hey, oh, oh then you remember. And it's like this crushing weight is just pushed on you and, and you have to get up and you got to make yourself go through it every day. You know what I'm saying? So. I think the goal of this show, and I think the whole idea of this, is to stop it from happening. You know, I mean, these kids that are bullies, the first thing you need to do is switch it up on them and don't let them get away with it. As in, you need to investigate why this is happening to them, but make them apologize. You need to put them in front of the whole class, embarrass them, and say, now, Johnny, you know, you did this wrong. How would you feel if somebody did this to you? This idea of treating others as you would want to be treated, you have to literally like burn this into children's brains that they have to start thinking this way. Do I want to be treated this way? Am I, am I treating this kid the way that I want to be treated if I were in their situation? Because it brings empathy into their minds and it will make them stop doing these things. My dad even went as far as like with my brother and some other kids to, to put them in the same situation, you know what I mean? And make them feel like I was feeling. Uh, and so they could understand that it's not okay. Um, and once you do this in front of the whole class and you explain to the bully, now you're going to be Andrew's protector from now on to make sure nobody's bullying him, right, Johnny? You know what I mean? Johnny's like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? It's like you could switch the flip, or flip the switch on this. You, instead of just sending the bully home and saying, uh, you're grounded or, you know, you're, you're expelled from school, it's almost like, yeah, so now I get to go home and not go to school. Wow. What a great punishment for a kid, you know, and if their parents aren't, disciplining them or they don't know how, then this kid is really not having any type of uh, experience that's going to change. If anything, you're reinforcing it. I don't know many kids, especially in elementary or high school and junior high, that wouldn't mind sitting at home and playing video games instead of going to school or something. So does that all make sense? I'm it does. It does. You know, like I, I, I love that, you know, um, you want to, you know, you, you, you want to prevent at the root of it all, you know, like, so, so this, you know, it, there's, um, there's definitely something different when, you know, like it comes to, um, 
to substance abuse, for example, because, you know, like it takes a while almost before you realize it. Not only that, but, you know, like there's, there's, um, you know, like there, there's a the nature and nurture debate, long life debate. Um, I think I had that in my gene, you know, like I was a, an obsessive compulsive, uh, human being that, you know, like happened to, um, fall, uh, to have like, uh, alcohol and drugs fall into my lap and you know it, it was convenient for my obsessive compulsive um habits or 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 genetic um so it, it took a while before i realized that well, can we talk um, about that for one second because you know, like, not I, only, I have a video on this and i think it's uh, sure and this is the whole point about raising our kids correctly so just so people understand the way is is uh three books so the first book is the way it's all seven steps it covers all the main philosophy. The second book is called The Life Manual. It's a companion to step five where you get the deep knowledge on how to handle the foundations of life, which is all the basics you know, uh, that make you a human being. The third book is The Child and Family Guide. And it's the idea is if we can raise our kids uh, with the best habits as their uh, first habits, meaning the best ways of doing things, right? The integrating virtue into their life so that they just are this way and they don't have to relearn something later. Um, and realizing that not all children are the same. Like you said, if, if you can test children and find out their, uh, innate, you know, like consistency of being, right? So if you're more compulsive, this kid's a more of a, a thinker, whatever it may be, right? You have all these different facets of what it makes up to be a human being and you test them. You can help mold this child to deal with these issues. You know what I'm saying? If I'm quick to jump in, you know, every second, you got to teach this kid some more control. If you're too much of a thinker and you're never jumping in, you got to teach this kid a little bit more uh, assertiveness and stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? So you, we need to be able to look at our children and help them develop themselves so that they can become the best people they can be. And the only way that you can do that is to realize that, A, all human beings share similarities, right? We all need to eat and sleep and drink and, you know, have emotional stimulation and mental and all the rest of these things. But at the same time, we need to do this in a way that allows the children to be individuals and have that specific need met. Now, when you're dealing with bullies, right, a lot of bullies are very hardcore, a personality, men or women. They're very driven. They're very action oriented. And the problem is that in their uh, home life, most of the time, they are not giving, given the positive feedback they need, right? So they're giving negative feedback on their actions. So when they go out in the world, they're acting out this negative way of being to get the feedback that they think they need, right? They have no idea what they need because they're a kid. They're just getting it what's in their environment. So if you realize this as an educator, you can take this kid and not just like be, oh, Johnny, you're mean, you're a dumbass. Stop it, go home. You're, you know what I mean? It's like, no, this kid needs help. <laughs> like literally, how do you make this kid into a better person? Like, because that's really what's going to solve this problem. And we all need to be shaken to awaken and burn to learn sometimes, especially kids, right? Especially hardcore men, especially, right? We're not just going to give in uh, just by somebody saying something once to us. We need to be able to feel it. And with children, especially, these children are having chemicals flowing through their bodies like you know, they have no control over. So if we can then step in and and moderate that and help them feel things that they need to feel, it will change who they are. And 
with the bully, like I said, one of the biggest things is this idea of empathy and sympathy. They're missing it. So they are feeling isolated and they're, they're reaching out in a negative way to have somebody correct them and they're not being corrected and they keep up this bad behavior. So the idea of correcting the bully is to make this bully feel bad for what they're doing, right? Feel empathy for this other kid. Um, now, and again, this is complicated as far as how you do it all, but it's very simple in the sense this kid has got to understand that they need to feel like, I want to be treated this the way that I'm treating other people. This idea of, uh, you know, the golden rule. If we <laughs> instill that in the idea of equality into our kids, that all keep, people are equal and we're treating everybody as we want to be treated, it'll alleviate most of the problems in the world. You throw in one more law. These are all in the way, just so you know, um, which is respect life, which is caring for our womb, our world here uh, that we live in, make it thrive so we can thrive. And you do solve all most of the problems in the entire world. So is that all making sense so far? Yeah, it does. It does. And, and you know, it's um, I mean, there, there's definitely um, it. There, there's there's a lot that go through and inspiration you know like and 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 copycatting the good the good habits right you know like there's um there's there's a there's a sense of um you know um i i've had my share of you know like the 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 right people and the right um entourage you know like around me but at the same time um and you know like i'm not saying that andrew you know like to contradict anything that you're saying um at 46 16 years plus in sobriety um i still find um kind of you know like the 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 traces of these um habits or or not habits but um behaviors still in me and sometimes it's you know like it's um podcasting was a great example of that where i was um it was easy for me to compulse yeah and be booked um every single night of the week and at some point my wife that's been with me for over over 13 years now would just like almost like um put her hand on my shoulder and say you know seven nights a week of podcast <laughs> recording is too much you know relax you know like everything's going to be fine and um and i would you know well first disagree with her and be pissed and 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 then you know kind of calm down and 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 think about this and realize that she was right you know like it was you know like it was a compulsory behavior that you know like i have yeah. to be careful with well like i said i mean as um, a kid though did you know you had almost, this and did people teach you how to moderate it when you were a child haha <laughs> it's it's looking back if they didn't you then know, it's like like you said I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, the therapy thing is uh can or cannot work you know what i mean it's it's not all up to freud and jung or whoever these you know whoever the therapist version they that you followed to give you the answer you know a lot of life when i go through the book i talk about this is the human conditions really focus us in three ways and one of those ways is self-control Okay, your compulsiveness 
right, is part of humanity. We all have it a little bit. Some of us, my mom, right, believe me, I, I get it. Okay, I have that. We have this in my family, too, and I have it, too. Okay, and I have other things. But it doesn't really matter because the whole idea of you being you is to be in control of who you are. So the thing is, like, when you were a child and you grew up, you developed certain ways of being that are kind of like your default way. And then when you were saying last 16 years, you're 40-something, so now you're trying to change your default way of being. And what happens is this is the disconnect with all of us is because we have our and again, if you're raised, if you're born and you grow up to about 25, that is who your brain is, right? Everything that you do from that point on, you're trying to change this pattern that you've ingrained of the way that you are. And you can do that. And I've done it and everybody does it as we grow. We keep changing and developing, but it doesn't mean we don't have these, like what I have is I have some deep scars from when I was a kid. I mean, there's, they are there. I cannot, no matter what I do, am going to make them go away. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you have uh, this, this uh, people call it disorder, right? It's just a really intense need to do certain things. You get super focused. Believe me, I get that way. I, I can sit in front of my and try to finish something till it's done and not eat or sleep or do anything else. But that's not going to make you a better person. So you have to learn. Right. You have to learn Absolutely. how to control yourself. And it just means that God made you in a way that give you these little more uh, embedded things that you need to work on to to uh, I say assert your being. You know, what I'm just, what I'm trying to say is like we create ourselves. Uh, we how do I say this. Let me go back. I have this discussion about the mind a lot with people because it's you know, it's where does it all start? You know, in your soul, your spirit uh, and in. In reality, it's all of who you are, your emotions, your mind, your spirit, everything together. But your mind is what kind of can change everything. The same thing with your body. If you work out, you get emotional stimulation. But if your mind isn't right, it's still not going to allow you to move to that next step. So the idea of the way is to walk people through a certain way of understanding reality and who they are and what you're here for and how you deal with yourself. And, you know, one of the biggest keys that I ever found in my life was this idea of the mind. Because when you're a kid and you're going through all this stuff and you're going to psychologists and whatever, so you study all this. And Freud, I think, did us a disservice because he broke it up and made you seem like you're a million different minds and you're all competing with yourself. And you know, and if you go Zen, you go Eastern, you get the oneness idea. So I was in martial arts. I've done a lot of. I have degrees in speech. I mean. Uh, Eastern philosophy. I've always been into this whole Western Eastern thing. And I went to a retreat, a Zen retreat one time where you, you don't speak. All you do is meditate. And you have the, the yogi guy will tell you certain things and help you through certain things. Um, but what happens is your mind is like this TV set most of the time for most people. It just runs, it changes channels. It, you, you feel emotions, what depending what's on at any moment, and it, you have no control. Once you learn how to control your mind and you stop that TV set from happening, it changes who you are. And I was at this retreat. It was like the second day or third day I was there. Um, it just stopped. There was finally this silence. <laughs> it was a little uh, trippy. It was like from that moment on, my mind was different. It was in my control. And I wasn't subject to that uh, TV set running all the time. I'm not saying it didn't happen, and but I could take control of it again. and. 
it is something that if we teach our children and we teach general society on how to do all of these things, like how to manage your mind, your emotions, your spirit, how to deal with these negative situations, how to have a better communication, how to handle you know, better uh, friendships, all the, all the keys that we all need. And we help each other with those keys and we, we're all helping each other be better people. That's how we create a better world. Does that all make sense? It does. Um, in in the uh, addiction um, lingo, um, well, here in Quebec, there's you know there's two types of therapy. One is actually called arm reduction, and it is the one that is um, funded by our public sector. Um, the other one is actually um, more. They're almost not exclusively because some some you know like is um out of but you know like the the rest which are more private therapy centers are are more inspired by the 12 steps which um has you know like a total um abstinence um you know it's it kind of the foundation of it you know like it's total abstinence of you know like the substance you abused um and harm reduction um, has been something that you know, like I've tried and failed, and you know, like I've, I've, I've always kept my mind um, as open as possible, um, but knowing that I probably cannot, um, well, for today, let's say that way, I cannot touch any of these stuffs and the these substance yeah. anymore. You know, like it's, um, you know, like I can, I'm, I'm, I don't have the genetic. Um, recipe for drinking well, casually this, for example because i you know i have a different take on this and i think it's through studying of the mind when i was into this i had this huge breakthrough at one point okay you know what the difference is between somebody that can succeed in overcoming these things compared to the person that doesn't and it always comes down to the same exact thing it took me like 15 years of research to realize this it's belief that is it the number one thing for anybody to overcome whatever it is you're dealing with. And again, I've healed myself from almost losing my leg like in three days after being told I was they were going to cut off my leg to healing it, to healing my back without surgery that was, you know, ruptured discs and everything else. And it's the power of your belief. If you can believe that you can do this and you go through the steps and you go through everything that you need to do, um, you can. Now, as far as being able to use certain substances to a certain degree or not, depends what it is like do you even want it in your life is it, you know if it's, if it's not helping you at all then you don't need it but one of the keys to addiction um is to realize that it's innate in us you know what i mean we're addicted to good things like food but if you take it too far right it becomes obesity you become a glutton you know what i mean it's like uh sex you know we need it to procreate it's a loving act with your wife but if it goes too far it can be really destructive right so we're made yep. to deal with temptation and it's literally built into our life. And then there's things that we can be tempted to do. But like you said, and I think it was in the beginning or when we were talking, sometimes you just get exposed to things. You don't even know what they are. And then you become addicted, especially like the young, like if they get exposed to tobacco, like I did, I was chewing tobacco in, um, in sports. You know, it was like all the guys are doing, we're doing chewing tobacco. And it's like, oh my God, what a nightmare. To, to quit that. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times 
uh, or an adult is smoking. So you as a kid, you smoke, you know, at 16, you pick up cigarettes uh, or you start, you know, snorting cocaine with your friends because they're doing it. whatever it may be. It usually starts pretty young. If you do it older, what I would like to see is some type of mass educational program on what all these different drugs are. So everybody knows, like, like, dude, you don't want to be at a party and uh, try some crack cocaine because it could ruin your life. Like from that moment on, you know what I'm saying? Like they like you need to know, like ecstasy. What does it do to you? Oh, if you do it too much, it'll destroy your spine. What are you saying? You know what I mean? Like we like kids. They don't understand any of this. And it's so taboo. We don't even talk about it. Just just don't do it. It's like, no. What you really need to do is treat them like a human being and go through each one of them, show them the effects of it, how it will destroy their life and why they don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Because if you just say, if you just say don't Absolutely. do it, you're almost guaranteed every single kid is going to go check it out. Right. Especially that's the whole thing about teenagers and, you know, whatever. So it just seems like it's a bit backwards to me. And as far as addiction yeah. goes, one of the biggest keys I found is you're not stopping something. You're doing something else. It's like you're not quitting smoking. If you think I'm quitting smoking today, I'm quitting smoking. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm continuing to stop. You're probably never going to give it up. What you need to do is go, I'm being healthy. I'm living a healthy lifestyle and replace that negative thing with something positive. Like now you're working out. And, uh, you know, every time I've gotten through or people through addiction, it's because <laughs> you get, you can get positive endorphins in your body through exercise and through mental stimulation. So, uh, meditations and things. So, you know, if you replace these negative activities with positive activities and you just realize, over time, doing positive activities will change who you are. You will get through the, di- the addiction, right? Because an addiction is only something that will last for a certain amount of time where it's literally a physical thing. Like if you're addicted to um, cocaine or tobacco or whatever it may be, then it becomes a mental game, right? So your body's overthrown it. You've gone through your withdrawals and all this stuff. And every once in a while, you're like, oh, my God. I want a cigarette. You know what I mean? Oh, just all my friends are doing this Coke. What am I going to do? I really want to do it with them. Whatever it may be. You know what I mean? You, that's a moment of temptation. This is the whole point of like why you're here. Like I said, if you understand like the whole point of why you're here, this idea of making yourself into a better person, the challenges of life, these built in temptations are to see, are you going to take the dark road or the light road? Are you going to make the right choice or the wrong choice? You know what I'm saying? And that's why it's so hard. If it, if it weren't a challenge, if, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be even worth it. So all the people that I've ever met that have overcome these challenges in life um, are stronger people for it. It may not ever go away because it's a temptation. You know what I mean? Until you pass on from this life, uh, a lot of the temptations aren't going to leave you. It's just the way it is. But every time you pass them up, every time you, you walk by, the stronger you will get, right? I mean, you've known this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, and, 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 um, I've, for me, it's just, a, a it's a complete different chapter of my life, you know, like to a point where, um, it feels like another person, you know, yeah. it feels like someone else. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, like it's, it's, it's just like 16 years ago, um, my 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 you know my father asked me if i you know if i would like to kind of help myself and i said yes and um 
I let go. You know, like I was like, whatever it is, you know, like I, I, I can't go, I can't go on like that. You know, like so. So I was uh, actually just um, offered to go in therapy, and um, and I do have flashbacks of you know like some behaviors and some you know like some some you know like of the way I've I've behaved and 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 where was with people, and I was just wow, you know, like that it doesn't feel like me, you know. So it it really is. Oh, I I weird, feel like that. You know? Like there's a Jung talks about your shadow self a lot um, in psychology, and it's. You know, this idea of like, you could be this negative you or the positive you. And I think for some of us, like, because uh, I, I went through like knowing I was a really positive kid and then going through this whole negative years of my life where I, you know, wanted to kill myself. I thought about it all the time. And it was just, you know, like this negative view of you and your life. And I can literally sometimes switch back and forth between those views. You're like, no, I'm positive. No, I'm, you know, and it just became this idea of like well which which person do you want to be i mean who are you really and it always came down to we are really yep. ultimately if you are the best person you can be the positive you that best version of yourself you are the guy that overcomes those challenges i don't care what it is addiction divorce losing your legs being paralyzed i mean this is a temporary world Okay, just realize that you're not going to live this way forever. No matter what you think, it will change. Okay, so with that understanding, if you are able to take certain ideas, certain ways of being into yourself and be that person, then you change, right? So, you know, I've been there where you don't, you can barely even just want to get out of bed. Like even like from when I was hurt in bed and I was so depressed, man, I was in my 30s and I, my back was broken and my life was ruined. And I just started this company and I'm literally out in agony, just trying to type on the computer and make things work. And, you know, sometimes you just break down into tears because you're just so hurt. But just the idea is you just never stop though. You know what I mean? You find the answers. Like for me, it was more yoga, therapy, um, mental, you know, go back to the hardcore meditation for hours. You know, any moment I started to go negative, it was, um, you know, right back to the center light thing, clearing myself out. And yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it doesn't always feel right. But by the time you're done with that day, trust me, the difference between you laying in your bed and not doing anything and getting up, stretching, cleaning your house, you know, brushing your teeth and just doing the basics, feeding yourself, drinking enough water, not abusing anything. By the time you get to bed, you will feel thousand percent better than the day where you did nothing and you abused yourself and you sat in front of the tv and you ate junk food and you're not sleeping right you're not taking care of yourself or whatever it may be you know what i mean there's a night and day and you just gotta realize the more positive stuff you string together the more positive of a human being you will be and the whole reason i wrote this book and everybody told me i had to do it even though i have dyslexia this is like you know it might take in somebody you know ten thousand hours took me hundreds of thousands of hours to do this and i only did it because these are the answers. If they're not the answers, believe me, I've showed it to everybody. Nobody tells me that I've missed anything. So they're always like, yes, you're right. This is, and I'm not saying that out of ego. This isn't about me. This is like some half-blind dyslexic kid who found something in a cave and is just trying to share it with people. It really has nothing to do with me. So what I'm trying to do is find people that can understand this and we can share it with the world because it'll change everything. It's like, like you, you have kids right now. And I know, I know your answer already. 
if, if you, you can say to anybody, if I could give you the tools to give this kid the best habits uh, so they can become the best person they can possibly be, would you want those keys and would you want to teach them to your kid? And Alex, what's your answer? Of course. Absolutely. (laughs) And I just want to say this to all of humanity. You look at the world right now and all throughout history, what is so ridiculous, okay, and and as absurd as we are as a species that we have to realize it's almost laughable. It is laughable, but it's also really sad. And it's also then easily fixed is that we all want the exact same things. I've talked with people all over this world and it is absolutely true, right? Everybody wants a great government, a healthy world, uh, education, uh, you know, vacation, be happy, uh, you name it, great relationships, communicate well. And again, these are all like the virtues of life, right? Everybody wants the same things. And if we look at our world and you're like, then why is it this way? It's because there's a few people that don't understand the core values of life that I outline in the way, and they become corrupted, right? They become this uh, mass murderer or owning corporations that are destroying the world and flying around on spaceships instead of paying their people a decent wage and taking care of the supply chain so they're not uh, endlessly you know, plasticizing the world and all the rest of the wrongs, right, that we all know of. We're all sitting around going, why? Nobody wants pollution, so why are we even fighting about this? Like every company should be working towards stopping the pollution, period. It's not that big a deal. But for some reason, we have this huge disconnect, which is about everything that you're seeing wrong with the world. You can talk to people in their home and be like, yeah, everybody would agree it's wrong and it shouldn't be. So what I'm here for, and the only reason I wrote this book and I'm doing this, because it even outlines how we can fix our society in this book, um, it's just like, come on, people. We just need to get on the same page. And there's so many democracies that we can... Uh, then just literally vote ourselves into a better world. I don't know. Does this make any sense? I don't know if I'm making sense on this show. It's really hard as an author to, it, to just summarize everything in a it, couple it, words. But <laughs> I know, but it, but it does. It does. You know, like I, and you know, like my next question was, you know, like what inspired you to actually, you know, like you said, a lot of people told you or you know, like ask you, that, you know, like to to put. Well, actually, just put them into words and and to write books. But what was you know like what was the motivation of you know like actually wanted wanting to share this to the outside world? Oh, I always have a hard time answering this question because I don't want to put anybody off, but I also want to be totally honest. And there's a lot of people that have a hard time with with the word God, right? And I I just want to say I'm not talking about a God of, of any religion. I'm talking about the creator God, as in this is reconciling science and religion. Okay. Because in science, they always say like, you can talk to physicists, which I have, and they'll be like, yeah, nothing, the nothingness created everything. And it came out of nothingness. And that's how we got the big bang and everything else. I'm like, okay. So if you just take this idea of the nothingness and make that God, then we're on the same page because this idea of Something coming out of nothing is the idea of a thought creating something in the world. Um, so it's not that big a deal. So for me, this all started when I was really young, um, to some degree. And I can I could share spiritual experiences that I had with you. Um, some of them, I mean, the, the stories, some of them aren't, aren't super short. But all I can say is when I was a kid, I was shown that there, there it doesn't need to be this way. 
Okay. When people say, oh, God's doing this, this is God's plan. No, it's not. Okay. The plan was to let humanity uh, decide. Okay. We are the deciding factor. We choose our reality. We were put here because the idea of being made in the image of God and the children of God, meaning we have the capacity to understand we, we are many creators, but we have the capacity of good and evil in us, right? So the, the idea of choice, the idea of what are we doing as a society? Are we creating a better world or a worse world? And if you look at all of human history, you can see this fight. And I've seen it all, you know, since the beginning of, of recorded history. It's always like some guy um, just becomes a super huge jerk. And it just becomes more and more and more until the people lose it. And we have a revolution and we overthrow him. We, we try to start something new. We find a new king. He's a great guy. And then his son, son, son is now a jerk and we have to overthrow him. And then we find this idea of like begging all these super rich, powerful people. Why are you so corrupted? Why are you <laughs> treating us like crap? And they're all like, because I have the right. I'm divine right. I, you are all my slaves. You are all my subjects. You know, this sickness of superiority infecting humanity to the point of, seeing everybody as separate races when we're one human race, not seeing everybody as equal, not treating people as we want to be treated. I mean, this whole idea of good and evil, right and wrong, vice versus virtue has been played out over and over and over throughout all of human history. And it's like every time we get to a breaking point, it's this huge eruption of death. You know, it's like we let the, the few evil people bring us to war and everybody's sitting around going, what? I have to go to war. I was really just working on this painting. Now I got to go kill people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's absurd when we all want the same thing, right? What are we fighting yeah. over? If we're fighting over oppressing other people or not oppressing people. How about we just try to help create a better world for everybody so nobody's oppressed for God's sake. You know, it's not that hard. If we look at the mm -hmm. systems we have, they are supposed to work in a certain way. Water systems, energy systems, uh, you name it. it it doesn't have to be some corrupt, horrible, destructive thing. We can always be upgrading it and fixing it and making it work, uh, you know, in a, in a holistic plan for everyone, right? That's the only way this is going to work. And I say that literally because it only takes a couple people to yeah. pull out a gun and shoot everybody in a mall or uh, explode a bomb to ruin everybody's lives. So let's not, you know, think that this is like, okay, this is not okay. And if we keep going this way with robotic futures and everything else, you know, we're all going to die, you know, little tiny robots killing everybody or massive amounts of robots. Um, you know, you're not going to fight against that. <laughs> you have no power. So yeah. we either get a handle on some of the stuff or we don't. And that's why I think all this is happening right now. The rise of this whole, uh, you know, I, uh, the Kings and the Queens, you know, dictators and, you know, like that's supposed to the strong man, like that's the way that has been played out so many times in human history. That is not the way all it's going to lead to death and war and, and more strife and uh, more, uh, you know, rules and regulations. Everybody say, oh, no, they're going to free us. No, they're not going to free you. <laughs> they're not. The only way that we can make this world work is through some type of democracy that works when people are truly informed and we're on the same page. We're not being manipulated and lied to and everything else. And again, in the book, I outlined exactly how we do this. You know, we need these certain systems to work for us. We can't have medias run by a few people, or billionaires that are deciding what they want us to think like. You know, you can literally in America watch the news and see uh, two different billionaires that are at war with each other. One wants to be a dictator and the other one wants to have government control everything you know what i'm saying it's like you know we there is a middle road here uh there is a better road 
than what we've done in the past. And that's, again, why I think this has all happened, because there's so many good people in the world right now that get this and are like, yeah, we just need the new way to do it. How do we do it? How do we fix this? That's what I'm, I'm showing. I'm literally mapping this out to how we do it. And I just am trying to join with people um, because I can't do it myself. You know, a few clicks from billions of people and a couple bucks goes a long way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally we can change the world. Um, so it's through unity and us focusing on certain issues that we can literally make a better world for everybody and the bullying, you know, and fix our educational systems and all the different systems of the world. I know I just went on there for a while. Does that all make sense though? It does. It does. Um, the, the, um, so there is the three books. Um, it, it, I, I think I understand that there's already no, two out. One, and one is, is out, coming. Two, two are still coming. I wrote them all at the same time, just so everybody okay. knows. Uh, they were written all at the same time. We had to break them up because they're too big to fit in one volume. Uh, I got ripped off by my publisher. So I had to figure out how to do this kind of all by myself. And the second book right now is in editing. So I'm just trying to, what I'm trying to do this year is like the, the book finally got out in uh, the final version, the hardback in December of last year. So this year has all been about trying to go on shows. I've been on over 40 now, like my 43rd or fifth or something and uh, building up social media, trying to figure out how to get the word out because I don't know if people know publishing at all, but publishers, they don't give you any money to, to market your book if you're not super famous. And if you're not rich, it literally costs five to $10,000 a month to get like PR agents to help you get on shows and, you know, write stuff in magazines and all this stuff. And being a dyslexic guy, I, it takes me forever to do this stuff. So like writing an article for a magazine, I, I could do that tomorrow. I have people like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll post it. I'm like, yeah, well, I need an editor. You know what I mean? You need help. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to reach out yep. and see if there's any people out there. I know you guys are all busy. I know that you have your lives. I'm not asking you to dedicate your life, but if you could just join me, you know, I have a tribe I'm starting on Facebook. I know Facebook's not the best, but literally we can get a billion people there joined. So it's not, we could change the whole face of Facebook if you join my group. Um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on all the different platforms. Join me, share, and then just do a little bit with me. You know what I mean? Like I said, seriously, if, if we can get this growing, uh, I have a Patreon account, a dollar a month, from a lot of people can go a long way in helping people. You know what I'm saying? So if you can help me, I'm going to create solutions that will help the world. So uh, I can hire people to do some of these things that is taking me forever. Um, so that's kind of like the mission. And again, this goes way beyond this book. I just want people to understand when I say I have spiritual experiences and all this kind of stuff to write these books, the book was literally just to codify these epiphanies and these major breakthroughs that I have had throughout all these, you know, 30, 40 years of doing this into a way that you can understand. And when I say like the seven steps, I had this huge breakthrough. Like it was like, I was, I was overwhelmed. I almost lost my mind doing this. If you saw how many words and how much research I had done to figure out the answers, um, it's mind boggling. And I was working on this. I remember crying. I was sitting there on the weekends and, and, and begging God. I'm like, God, nobody is going to read this. This is 10,000, 20,000 pages if this is a book. This is, this is insane. And God's like, no, you just keep going. It'll make sense. Trust me. This years and years and years go by, and I'm still doing this. And then one day, I'm sorting out the beginning and ending of this grander work. I call it the book, and it's got these four pillars of you know, self, society, universe, and God, and 
you know, I'm, I'm sorting out the beginning and ending of this, and I'm trying to figure out how I can, I can kind of explain it all. And I have this series called The Great Books of the Western World, and at the very beginning of it um, is this great conversation, and it's like the, the great conversation of all the biggest issues in the world. And I was thinking, maybe I could do something like that. And I kept seeing my references to, this is key to true success. This is key to true success. And I put all these keys together and I messed with them for a while and I put them in the right order. And it was literally like a secret code got unlocked. I saw the seven steps and then I saw how all this information, maybe not every single thing, but the, the general theme of the biggest answers that I had found could fit within these seven steps. And I could, I could explain it to people to where it's not, it's not like you're going to class for endless years to try to wade through this, this tome. You know what I mean? It's like, no. You get the, the bottom yep. line, end result, boom, 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 next, boom, 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 next. You know what I'm saying? And you can then take it and, and run with it. Um, and when I showed this to the publishers, and again, it was a, in a raw form, everybody wanted my book. And when I talked to them, I didn't realize, but most publishers, they all know each other. And sometimes they talk. Um, I had this one publisher tell me, you know, your book has been passed around uh, between all of us. And uh, we've looked at it. And we... One, I, I want to say this, that we all agree that nobody's seen anything like this before. Like in all the years of any book that's ever being published, they've never seen it. Two, that it was totally original. Like everybody's like, yeah, we've seen books like this and it's a regurgitation of Tony Robbins or Covey or whatever. And they just kind of, you know, reformulate it and say a little differently and whatever. And he goes, no, this is a totally new philosophy and a way of dealing with the world. And your style and he starts complimenting me on my style. He goes, your style is something we've also never come across. He starts saying this. I was laughing. He said, why are you laughing? I'm like, my style is literally me trying to make like these four paragraphs, this idea just make sense. Like if you saw what I had to go through, moving the paragraphs around, moving the sentences around, moving the words around, everything's backwards, everything's mixed up. And it finally makes sense. Like I could read it through and everybody can read through. Does that make sense? That's my style. He was like, and I just laugh because they, they say they love my, the way I wrote the book and how accessible it is, how, you know, I, it's written in different chunks and it's easily digestible and you can pick it up again. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, well, that's what I wanted because I don't know about you, how many books you've read, but so many people, they write to write, like they want to tell a 15 page story to get to this point. And I'm like, I can't tell you how many self-help books and uh, philosophy books and whatever books I've read that it's like the authors are in love with themselves and their writing. And I'm like, dude, do you not realize I have a life? I mean, I just want, just give me the answer so I can move on. And what I want to, I'll just tell you a couple of epiphanies just to, so people can realize when you're looking at all the self-help books in the world, um, the way is, uh, and again, I, I'm going to shortchange it right now, but in bottom line, it's living rational, positive action, which is about integrating virtues and best practices into your life. When you understand what a virtue is, you can look at every self-help book uh, and all the success books, and all they are are talking about different virtues. I don't care what it is, discipline, dedication, blah, 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 being healthy, happy. That's all it is. And what I realized, one of the biggest epiphanies I had was that, that the whole idea of you becoming the best person you can be is all about you integrating these virtues into your life and best practices because a virtue is what human beings value the most in ourselves and other people. These are the things, like I said, about being healthy and happy and 
wise and, you know, dedicated, have great relationships, communication skills, you name it, those traits are virtues. And then it comes down to like, well, okay. And a lot of books, they'll tell you the virtue, but they don't tell you like literally, like, like literally, how do you do it? Like, how do you get that virtue in your life? It drove me crazy because they'd be like, oh, you just got to be healthy. It's like, whoa, that's a great thing to say to somebody. You know, but literally, like, how do you do it mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and, you know, all the rest of the stuff. So what I did is I figured out the granule details of everything you need to know, and I didn't fluff it up with all the rest of that stuff that people do. And I tried to condense it all down so you can get it all in the short amount of form as possible. And it's like one guy said, he's like, you, your one book is like uh, all of Stephen or Covey's books, and it doesn't even cover everything you know what i mean it's like and i was like yeah it's like the think and grow rich for the new age one guy said that's why when people read my biography people one guy said your life is like uh i can't remember the three things but one of them was think and grow rich and it's because i spent 30 years doing this and i laughed because think and grow rich is about what a what super rich guys thought made them successful money wealth and fame and if you read that book you'll see certain virtues in there like going next extra mile and being dedicated whatever whatever it may be. Um, but they miss out on all the rest of them, right? Like treating people as you want to be treated and as equals and so forth and so on. Um, so it created a distortion in the world. I mean, just look at the world right now. People are obsessed with wealth, power, and fame and look what it's done to our world, right? It's not the goal of life is not wealth, power, and fame. Those are things you go through, uh, the challenges, the roles you fill. And if you don't handle them right, you're going to be corrupted and it's going to help you're going to be adding to the destruction in the, in the, of the world. The co- true goal of life is really for you to become the best person you can be and help create a better world. And that's the foundation of all of society. Just so you know, it's like if you look at all of religion, all of education, the whole idea of what a mother's doing, everything else, it's to help you become the best person you can be, live a wonderful life, help create a better world or, or live in this wonderful world. And ultimately, if you're a believer, go to heaven. And again, that's that summation right there. I don't want to underplay this stuff. It's like, when I was young, my dad, when they discovered I was um, kind of gifted in different ways, he was like, just realize, they give me books on Leonardo da Vinci and all this stuff. And they're like, you got to dedicate your life to something that's meaningful. Otherwise, it's just a waste. Like we have enough super brilliant financial wizards in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're all on Wall Street and great. And is it really helping the world? You know what I mean? It's like if we could find people that could solve the energy problems and water problems and uh, societal bullying and everything else, that is what would make a better difference in the world. So I don't know, that was always ingrained in me as a kid. So this whole idea is about how do we do all of this? And that's why I wrote this book, because, again, I talk pretty well and I explain these ideas to people and I share what I said. And everybody's like, yeah. So that's why that's why I had I had to do this. Um, can can people um, you know like you, you talk about the books and you know like some of the social media you're using but do you do you have a practice that you actually like uh, you know like are, are available yes, yes. to help I'm doing a um, working with a guy coaching pro- I do coaching you, do? you know I've done strategic uh, consulting for 20 whatever years in my business I do I've done that and I stopped my clients when I was doing that more business wise. So now I do it more of a holistic uh, coaching. And just so you know, when I've done the business coaching before, it also always comes down to the personal life because every CEO, every president, vice president, whatever of of these companies, if their personal life is on the rocks, it's going to make their business 
uh, Rocky too. So the whole idea that your business is separate from your personal life is a big joke. That's not true. Uh, they are combined and you need to kind of fix everything all at the same time if you're really going to be the best person you can be. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. We're just, I'm working with people right now. We're trying to figure out how we can do webinar, group coaching, uh, create a, a series of videos so people can go in and, and get the training videos because I get it. I mean, not everybody can can spend the time to read a book. I, I need, it costs a lot of money to do an audio book. Um, I would love to pay somebody to do that, but I'm just, like I said, my dad passed. I'm taking care of my mom. She's got some major health issues. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's not, a, it's not a good time for that. But so I think this is done so that I would have to reach out to people and it would make it a better thing anyways, if we're all kind of joined together and helping each other. And uh, that's, I think that's really how it's supposed to be. And so, um, on, on that note, um, where can sure, people the find hub for everything is the website and the website is seven way me. That's the number seven W a Y dot M E. And it's named that because the book is called the way, uh, the seventh foundation is the organization that's kind of supporting everything. And you can think of it like seven way me, seven way me. Now think of it like a command where you say seven way me, it'll take you to the website and show you all this great stuff. So on that website, again, I'm doing it all myself and I apologize, but I, people say it's, it's okay. You can find everything there. So you can see all the different, uh, you can find where the way is. There's an action center there where you can get free downloads. Uh, that's where all the training is going to be. Uh, you can find all the social media links. We have a tribe on Facebook. We're growing a tribe on LinkedIn doing live show. I'm doing the one show. I'm going to be teaching a lot of this stuff. Uh, I've shot two episodes. I'm just trying to figure out some formatting there. It's just a lot of work. Like I said, so I'm just trying to like start this out. So I, I literally had nothing a year ago as far as any of this goes. And now I have, you know, a thousand followers on all the different platforms or more. I have 20,000 on LinkedIn. Uh, and, you know, I'm just trying to figure out the next steps. So I'm, I'm looking for people to help me. And you can help just by, you know, giving likes and shares and, uh, you know, donating a dollar. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be like some, uh, you have to dedicate your life. Though I am looking for those people too that really want to get involved and help orchestrate everything too. So seven way me, join me and, uh, let's, let's change the world and have some fun at the same time. Well, Andrew, thanks a lot for your time. It was, uh, it was time well spent. Um, you know, like I, I, I love your approach, you know, like I, I love, um, you know, it, you know, like discussing with people, you know, like the, the different perspective and the different opinions and the different, um, uh, approaches, um, and, you know, whatever fits, you know, rocks your boat, you know, like for me, you know, like there's, there's no best way or better, you know, like there, there's, you know, like there's, there's a way that fits your bill and you know like there's a way that fits mine and there's a way that fits anyone that listens and you know like that the, the one of the main yeah. purpose of that podcast is to actually find you know like find a way that can well, actually help let me just speak to that too the people that's why i named this the way because this isn't andrew's way i just want you to understand that the principles in this book are humanity's way it's like understanding the idea of freedom you know what i mean you wouldn't say that nobody needs to understand that or only some people all people need to understand the idea of freedom, right? The same thing with how to drink water, you know, mm -hmm. you, you need to know how much water you need to drink and when to drink it and all that stuff to be healthy. There's some things that you can do with your mind or certain understandings just on how the world works that can help bring peace and understanding to people. So 
when I when I'm saying the way, it's not like this is uh, like you have to follow this way. This is a customizable structure that fits to everybody's life. Okay, this is humanity's way for us to be our best people, and that's why it is the way. And again, I I I've shown this book to so many different people, and I've asked them the same question. And there's some people I've had people, oh, you you're arrogant. How dare you? And like said things like that, like. Uh, you know, there's not one way for everybody, all of that. And then when they actually understand, they're like, you're right, this is the way. So when I'm saying it's the way, it's, it is the way. And if you, if you don't agree with that, all I say to you is please challenge me then, look at what I'm saying, and then show me where I'm wrong, right? And when you do that, I hopefully you'll join me and we can uh, help spread this truth because it'll seriously change the world. And it's about you becoming the best you can be not becoming the like me. Does that make sense? It's just like you you get the certain principles yep. and ideas into you and you customize them to fit your life and it will help you uh, be a better person. You know what I mean? It's like writing whatever. It's like four plus four equals eight. You know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff. So I, hopefully that makes sense. I, I'm trying to do a good job at representing what I'm doing and I, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes for sure. Oh, and, and I mean, again, you know, like I, I, I love the podcast to be, um, kind of, you know, like a platform for, um, you know, for, 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 you know, every options, every opinions, you know, like that, you know, like there's, uh, you know, like I, I have my own editorial, you know, like where the line stops, you know, like where, where, you know, like where it stops, you know, like in terms of, you know, like, um, because I feel like I've been reached out by people that, you know, like, um, reaches out to angels, you know, like for example, and reaches out to spirits. And I'm like, okay, you know, like I, you know, like, so, I, like so far I'm, you can, you know, yeah, I need no, to be careful. To. And I, yeah, you know, so, so, and, 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 and for me, you know, like, again, you know, like if it, if it fits their bill, I mean, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm happy for them, but you know, like it's, you know, like that, the podcast has the potential to reaching yeah. out to a lot of people. And, um, that could be, you know, like I bear some responsibility and, you know, like the people that I invite in. No, and, I, and I um, totally appreciate that. And I, I, and I draw the you giving me the um, opportunity. And this is where I think, I think that the, the world is so fragmented and confused is because we don't have this kind of core idea of how certain things work. And, the way I explain things, it's very logical. It's not superficial and you have to take some huge leap, right? <laughs> this is, that's what makes it, uh, you know, that's why lawyers from, from Harvard law look at this and go, wow, you're right. So, um, what I guess I'm saying is like those people that are lost on whatever fringe and they're not finding what they need. And I've seen it, you know, it's like they're into one thing, one minute, and now it's, you know, yoga or it's, I, I mean, it's, I can't name all the different um, trippy things out there, but you know what I'm saying? They go to thing to thing to thing to try to find this answer. And, and that's what frustrated me because everybody's like searching and it just kind of makes me sick that it's like, why don't we know already? Like, why didn't Leonardo da Vinci, why wasn't he hired by the church to figure out how to make people better people and fix the problems in society? You know what I'm saying? It's like, we've, We've been through this for thousands of years, and if you study history, you can see it repeating itself over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and it, and it, there are certain principles and ideas that if we just all embraced and knew, we wouldn't keep going through this. So for me, it's like, uh, you know, this idea of, of humanity 
elevating its consciousness, taking that next level. If you ever watch Star Trek, how do we get to the Star Trek in reality? How do we get to a, a better world? The only way you can do it is if the human race shares a basic understanding of some core universal truths and then stands together, united in a certain groups to make the changes happen in the world peacefully. And I literally outline these steps in the book. So, and again, that's why I'm here. So I'm not, I'm not trying to push anything other than it's like I said, if you were the, if you had the cure for cancer, you would be like wanting to share with everybody and it might seem a little pushy, but it's not like anything you've ever seen before. So please, I don't care where you are and what you believe in your life. You, you don't know the way you need to know it because it'll change your life. And uh, that's just how we're going to create a better world right now is for us all to get on the same page, unite and take some steps together. And if we don't, I'm, I just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I, it's going to be horrible. I mean, this next round of war, it's going to be beyond. So I'm sorry to leave you on a negative note there. So let's leave it on a positive note. We're going to make these changes happen. We're going to prevent the next war and fix all this stuff. And seriously, we can do this in a few years. It really, with the amount of people we have, uh, resources and everything else, it's not even going to be that hard. I mean, think about 500 years ago compared to now. Look at the machines we have, the technology, everything else, the amount of people. Oh, we could seriously fix this world really quickly. Yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, I, I, I do believe so too. So, uh, again, really, thank, thank you. you for your time, um, Andrew. You know, like it, it was, uh, you know, like I have, uh, you know, I have a great time. Yeah, and, hopefully we um, can do it again. You know, I, I good luck for yeah. your project. You know, like I, 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 I hope. You know, like I wish you the best, thank best you. of success. I'd love to be on again. Really. We can go deeper into some. Uh, thank you. Some issues and things. So, and again, peace, everybody. Thank you so much for joining awesome. us, and I hope I see you soon. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.